Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects, vast and cool and unsympathetic, regarded our planet with envious eyes. 
Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Welcome to the Secret Teachings Radio Broadcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you for joining us tonight, this morning, this afternoon, whenever and wherever you are listening around the world as we broadcast on the Fringe FM. That's Fringe FM or Fringe.FM, the network website, and the free application you can download to listen to the network 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. The Secret Teachings airs Monday through Friday, and if you missed any of those shows, you can always go into our archive where you can listen to the shows, stream them, and download them. A lot of shows are free at thesecretteachings.info under the archive tab at the top of the page. Being on air about 10 plus years now, about five to six professionally, we have literally thousands of shows in the archive. And again, a lot of those shows are free. Most of the newer archive, though, is combined with our montage archive and the archive of my digital books that I've written. These are really big, massive books, Occult Arcana, Food Philosophy, and The Technological Elixir. And you can subscribe to get access to all of that on the website so you can listen when you have the time to do so, especially because the show airs really late at night, early in the morning some places, and of course not everybody is a a truck driver, not everybody is staying up late working a job. Some people have to work in the morning, so you can subscribe to the main archive to get access to all the shows, all the montages, and the digital books. And I try to combine it together in a very, very discounted way. You can do it three different ways. You can either go to the website, www.thesecretteachings.info, Click on the subscribe tab at the top of the page and you'll see your first two options. You can either donate one time through PayPal. There's a link there. $5 for a week, $10 for a month, or $50 for a year. Or you can click on one of the preset subscription buttons. That's the second option. And that will take that $5 weekly every week. The donate button is for the one-time subscription option if you don't want that reoccurring payment. Either way, though, if you get the $50 one-year subscription, you also get a physical copy of one of those books. I think that is by far the best deal, considering that Occult Arcane is $38. It's a massive, massive, massive book, and you pretty much get the subscription for a year for $12 if you look at it that way. The other option I wanted to tell you guys about is I've gone to Patreon, and I've added a $5 Keep It Simple option, so you get behind-the-scenes videos You can make your own requests for the show or for videos, and we'll also give some on-air shout-outs for your support. We have some other options there, but the big one I wanted to tell you about is the Archive Bundle. Now you can get access to the archive, the montages, the digital books, behind-the-scenes videos, make your own requests, get a shout-out. Even if you have a podcast or whatever, we'll do audio commissions for your your show. And when you sign up for this tier, it's $15 a month, You'll also get a physical copy of one of my books, Food Philosophy or the Technological Elixir. You can find that on Patreon now. That's Patreon, or there's a link on our website. I wanted to take a few minutes to tell you about that because I've been asked by a lot of listeners about that archive tier there on the website. 
And on Patreon, we finally have the archive bundle. $15 a month on Patreon. So please go sign up for Patreon to support the show or just simply support us through the donate subscribe page on the website. Again, the secretteachings.info. If you have any questions about that, the books, the content of the show, the subject matter, anything, you can email me at rdgable at yahoo.com. I also want to thank all of you who have donated to the Escape from New York fundraiser. Scott Jones, Mark S., Kyle S., Barry Good, and Colin Ingersoll, among a few others who have purchased books. I thought Colin Ingersoll had the best email in response to the donation. Uh, And I don't know if he wanted me to read this. It says, read in the best secret teachings voice. But uh, maybe he meant that I should read it with that voice in mind. So, in 1981, the movie Escape from New York was released, predicting New York becoming a maximum security prison. Today, with the police state fast approaching, please accept this symbolic uh, $81 donation to assist in some small way with the successful escape to more free territories, end quote. Thank you so much, Colin, for supporting the show. Colin also added that he said, uh, hopefully this will help with a few GMO uh, snacks, uh, border bribes, and eco-fees encountered along the way. Yeah, I don't really have to travel outside the state to find any of that stuff except the border. A lot of eco-fees here in New York. There's a lot of stuff in New York that, you know, if you, it, it just, I don't know. I don't know what it is. If it, it's not, it can't be common sense. It, it can't really be political. I don't know what it is, but when you live in New York or when you come to New York, when you think of New York, there's so much history here and there's so much beauty in the countryside that a lot of times we forget that the, the, I guess it is political, the political or the, the, the economic or the social or the cultural aspects of New York are very, very, very restrictive. Maybe that's because New York is so old that it's had time to decay into a state of authoritarianism. Or maybe it's just because New York was one of the first colonies that, uh, you know, a, a lot of the wealthiest, most powerful people established themselves here and you know, that that continues to this day and powerful, wealthy people tend to want to control other people, seeing that, believing that they're better than them. But, you know, there's a story I think I've told on the radio a couple of times. Um, when Joe Roop from Lighting the Void was living here, he was living right next door to me uh, out here in Bloomfield, New York. There was one night we were talking to a police officer and this police officer had, uh, had uh, asked us some questions because we got pulled over on the way home and uh, Joe was trying to get home quickly because we had an issue with the network and we were talking to the police officer. He was really, really nice. And we started talking about some of the things that were happening in Rochester. This was, this was last year. And uh, the police officer said that the police were issued stand down orders in the city and they weren't allowed to pursue any of the people that were vandalizing property or, you know, breaking windows, graffitiing, you know, walls, etc. And I remember the police officer said, he said, we are well within our right to, in some cases, shoot, but at the very least arrest the people that are, that are doing this. But he said we were issued stand down orders. And I asked the guy, I said, what do you think about just, you know, guns? Because Rochester is a very, very dangerous city. It has one of the highest 
uh, one of the highest uh, crime murder rates in the country, along with having a very high percentage of suicides. I think a lot of that's because of the weather. And he said, well, I'm a police officer, and it's taken me, I think it was like three years to get a gun, like to get a permit for a gun for a police officer took up to three years in the state of New York. And that baffled me. I thought, but you carry a gun. And I think I said that to the guy. I said, you carry a gun every single day. How, how can it take three years to approve a permit for a police officer who is already trained in having a firearm? And he said, that's just the nature of this state. He said, you got to get out of here. And I think like, I think at least two police officers told that to Joe Roop when he talked to them and they, they found that he was from, he was not from here. He was from another state. And they said, you got, I remember the one police officer, the same guy, he said, when he first pulled us over, he said, you got, you guys got to get out of here. He's like, New York is, that's an authority. It's it's an authoritarian nightmare. I don't want to be here either. (laughs) So, you know, I, I was thinking of that because there's this big Supreme court case going on right now. The case is number 20-843, New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Buren. And the case is about whether the state's denial of a petitioner's application for concealed carry license for self-defense violates the Second Amendment. And it seems like the U.S. Supreme Court is going to rule that it does violate the Second Amendment. And the state, of course, is New York State, New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Buren. New York denies applications for concealed carry license for self-defense and for just general usage because you have to prove in the state of New York that you have some kind of reasoning for wanting to get the gun. And it doesn't have to be, I want it for self-defense. It has to be what the state calls proper cause and California has a similar, a similar law for concealed carry. In both California and New York, people who want to carry a weapon in public must show a specific reason they need a gun more than the average person, such as an ongoing threat to their safety. What they call the good cause criteria gives officials discretion to deny concealed carry permits if they don't think the applicant deserves one. So this leaves the decision up to a handful of mostly local government officials who get to decide if you have a right to bear arms or not. That is how the law is in New York. That is how the law is in California. And there are similar cases, similar statutes in in other states. Now, I don't need to read you the Second Amendment but I will anyway. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Now, I know for those of you who are conservative, and I really do know this, I know that for those of you who are conservative, my arguments on the subject of guns tend to fit your view. For those of you who are actually, honestly, and truly liberal, I believe that my arguments likewise fit into your view. And if they don't, 
I hope that you can see where I'm coming from in the past when I've talked about guns. And, of course, tonight, uh, not so much a paranormal show, more of a parapolitical or just a, 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 a show on the subject of what we could call natural law. And it's just the idea of, of a right to self-defense. I mean, even if you look at the word arms, arms, yes, it assumes a weapon, but arms are not necessarily a gun. Arms are simply methods of defense. They could be your hands. They could be a knife. They could be a, an iron rod. They could be a stick. They could be a rock. You know, didn't David kill Goliath with a big rock, smacked him right in the head with it? You know, rocks are dangerous weapons. You can kind of chisel those down, make like a little arrowhead. That's pretty dangerous. There's all this political talk, all this mainstream media nonsense about the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Buren Supreme Court case. And you'll know that the media doesn't really have a case to argue against what the Supreme Court is arguing when there's virtually no coverage of it. The New York Times... CNBC and a few others have made brief mentions of this Supreme Court case. And it's the first time in a very long time, about a decade plus, that the Supreme Court has intervened and taken a case and heard a case on the subject of gun rights and and concealed carry license. Because, you know, the Supreme Court back in 2008 ruled that you can have a gun for self-defense in the home. The District of Columbia versus Heller in 2008, the final ruling was that an individual has a right to own a gun and you can keep that gun in the home for self-defense. But the case also determined, the justices also declared, that there are some gun regulations that are permissible, even when you have a right to have a gun in your home for self-defense. Justice Scalia wrote in 2008, Nothing in our opinion should be taken to cast doubt on long-standing prohibitions on the possession of firearms by felons and the mentally ill, or laws forbidding the carrying of firearms in sensitive places such as schools and government buildings, or laws imposing conditions and qualifications on the commercial sale of arms. So a lot of people think because of what the media shows them and because of their political views, if you're Republican, District of Columbia versus Heller in 2008 was a big win. You get to have a gun in your home for self-defense. And conservatives typically, unless they're balanced, don't acknowledge that there were also acknowledgments by the Supreme Court It wasn't a singular, it's not like the Supreme Court doesn't just provide one sentence, this is what we declare, and that's it. You know, Supreme Court cases are just dozens and dozens, sometimes hundreds of pages long, and the justices write their opinions, there's the the justice that writes the the opinion of the court, they have their own opinions for the majority, there's a lot that goes into this stuff. And I have a copy of these Supreme Court cases, if you're interested, District of Columbia versus Heller, and the other one, McDonald versus the city of Chicago, In 2010, another landmark decision of the Supreme Court finding that an individual has a right to, quote, keep and bear arms as protected under the Second Amendment. It's incorporated by the Due Process Clause of the 14th Amendment as thereby enforceable against the states that would say otherwise. So this is how the system of government works. And in these cases, in 2008 and 2010, 
The Supreme Court found that an individual has a right to keep and bear arms based on the Second Amendment, period. Conservatives are excited about that. Liberals are, oh my God, they can't have guns. This is a bad thing. We don't want guns on the street. We don't want violence. Now, as idiotic as that argument is, liberals don't apparently acknowledge, not that I've seen, that the Supreme Court, while saying you can have a gun for self-defense in 2008 and 2010 in the home, also allowed for regulations by states when it came to felons or the mentally ill or the carrying of firearms in certain places, government buildings, schools, etc. And that's another argument that's being had in the Supreme Court right now. Arguments for this case were heard recently. We don't have a date on when the uh, conclusion, when the, the, the verdict of the case will be decided and be presented. But what we do know is that it's pretty basic. It's pretty standard. New York denies applications for concealed carry licenses, even for self-defense, unless a person can prove a good cause or a proper cause, giving the authority to local officials instead of the individual who has a right to keep and bear arms based on the Second Amendment. Now, from 1999 to 2016, Americans took millions and millions and millions of permits for concealed carry, from 2.7 million to 14.5 million just between those 17 years. That's a lot of permitting. About seven states, home to a quarter of the U.S. population, have retained laws, though, that make it tougher to obtain those permits. And states have a right to do that. In the same case with, with Roe versus Wade. Roe versus Wade said, yeah, you can get an abortion, but it also put restrictions on the state level allowing states to decide under what circumstances an abortion could be had. So you can get the abortion, but there are still regulations put on the abortions, just like with guns. You know, like liberals always talk about Roe versus Wade. Roe versus Wade gave me a right to have an abortion. I can kill as many babies as I want. Don't tell me I can't have an abortion. Yet the states, based on Roe versus Wade, have a right to put regulations on abortions in the states. And liberals apparently don't recognize that. And the same thing is, is, is happening with guns. In the 2008 and 2010 cases, District of Columbia versus Heller and McDonald versus the city of Chicago, the Supreme Court ruled, yeah, you can have a gun, you can keep and bear arms, you can have one in the house for self-defense, but there are restrictions on that still that can be imposed by the states. Restrictions on felons getting guns, mentally ill people getting guns, and carrying guns in sensitive places like schools and things like that. So, what are the conservatives so happy about? What are the, the liberals so so upset about? In the same case, you know, the same same situation with abortion. What what exactly are the liberals so happy about? And what are the conservatives so upset about? I, I, I don't understand this about politics, especially when it comes to things like what the Supreme Court has ruled on these big issues. It doesn't. It honestly doesn't make any sense to me. You know, I've I've heard all those arguments. I've heard the arguments before. People say, "Well, the government wants to come take your guns," and then I've heard the other people that say the government doesn't want to take your guns, and the people that say the government wants to take your guns are wrong, and the people that say the government doesn't want to take your guns usually are also wrong. It's like conservatives say the government's trying to take my guns, and yet the government's not trying to take your guns. They're just there are regulations that can be put in place so felons and mentally ill people don't get the guns now who's a mentally ill person, that's 
that's another issue to resolve because when you list you know a white straight male as a mentally ill person then you have a problem or vice versa maybe you list a, a homosexual you know a black guy as a as a as a mentally ill person you know like we used to do with with eugenics in the early 20th century that was a problem too who defines what is mentally ill who defines you know who's a felon I mean, that might be a little bit easier, but what if you get arrested, become a felon for something that's just asinine, then you can never get a gun again? You know, these are things that the court works out. That's the whole point in having three branches of government. So the dictator at the White House can't just say, you will take this medical shot and you will not question it. And if you don't, you won't have a job, you won't have a life, you won't have any friends or family, and you will die. And the courts have said, hold on a second, you have to give exemptions to this. An appeals court has has stayed for a second time. They have affirmed their stay on that mandate from the White House. And again, it's like conservatives and liberals. They have their little talking battles in the media and nothing ever really makes any sense. It's like I, I don't get either argument because neither argument seems to, to, to be logical. Yeah, people are. Tr- there are people that want to take away guns. The people that want to take away your guns, there's two kinds of people that want to take away your, your, your access to a gun. The people that want to take away access to a gun are criminals and people that are in government that for political reasons, because their their constituents don't like guns because of what they symbolize one way or another, and because they might be a little bit, you know, offended by a gun because, you know, they need to compensate for their own inadequacies. They say, let's put tighter restrictions on guns. Let's let's have buybacks let's get guns out of people's hands those are the two kinds of people the people that want guns there's people that want guns for self-defense and there are people that are kind of like gun nuts there's a bunch of other people too and we're going to look at all this tonight on the secret teachings look at the supreme court case and look at the subject of guns it's really important and i think it needs to be done in a very balanced way and i'm going to try to give that to you here on the secret teachings there's a lot more after this don't go anywhere stay with us Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is The Secret Teachings Radio on The Fringe FM. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hear more while supporting the show, visit the website, thesecretteachings.info, and subscribe to our show archive. As a yearly subscriber, you can download and stream every show after it airs and get access to the digital versions of each one of Ryan's books. The show offers weekly and monthly subscriptions, or for $50 a year, get access to the archive, montages, and digital books at a discounted price. Just visit thesecretteachings.info and click on the donate button at the top of the page. Your subscription supports The Secret Teachings, The Fringe FM, and you. Alex Exum. My name is Alex Exum, and you're listening to The Fringe FM. Hey there, it's Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings Radio. After years and years of research, I compiled most of the important components of what I learned into three books, Food Philosophy, The Technological Elixir, and Occult Arcana. And by happenstance, those books turned into a trilogy that can be, but doesn't need to be, read in order. 
Food philosophy explores the nature of what it means to be healthy while examining the ways in which the public is deceived about their food and water. It also explores disease theories and why astronomical events like comets may be more responsible for illnesses than pathogens. It concludes with a look at geoengineering. The technological elixir picks up where the food book leaves off. It explores technology with its benefits and dangers, looking at smart tech, the Internet of Things, advanced robotics, and quantum computers. The text takes us to the Mark of the Beast, magic, and the music industry, focusing heavily on material death cults and pacts with the devil, and of course, black goo. It concludes with an analysis of UFO cults and an otherworldly or dimensional presence influencing mankind through technology. Occult Arcana is truly standalone as an encyclopedia of occult knowledge, covering theology, science, and mythology, symbolism, ritualism, and magic, voodoo, witchcraft, talismans, nursery rhymes, alchemy, and more. Occult Arcana ties it all together. All three books are available in digital form, and they are autographed, if you'd like, in paperback. Just visit thesecretteachings.info, where you can read reviews and buy yourself a copy or two today. Whether for yourself, family, or friends, they make a wonderful gift for the holidays, something that we explore in detail in the Occult Arcana book. Again, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings Radio. Food Philosophy, The Technological Elixir, and Occult Arcana are my books. I hope you get a copy and support the show today. want to know more about this strange and weird reality we live in? Join me, Jess Rogie, the host of The Rogie Report, where we explore the unrevealed. Every Wednesday night, live at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, here on The Fringe FM, KTLK Digital Broadcasting. This is Kev Baker of The Kev Baker Show, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. The truth is out there. And so are we. KTLK. Digital Broadcasting. The Fringe FM. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with your host, Ryan Gable. You think the language in the Second Amendment is clear enough? You know, about the right to bear arms? Of course it's clear. Every American has the right to hang a pair of bear arms on their wall. How could that possibly be misconstrued? Remember when we were so young, we used to have a lot of fun. But then they came and took the guns, and now we can't shoot anyone. Bang, bang. They I started blasting. Bang, bang. Like mouse, they come. Bang, bang. There goes your fun. Bang, bang. Onto the street. Yeah, we gotta get guns in the right hands. I mean, we're just not safe. There are too many guns on the streets as it is. Guns off the streets is what we need. Way too easy for anybody to just walk into a store and get a gun. No, it's not. But wait a minute. I thought guns were bad. False. Guns are good. And it's getting harder and harder. The government's trying to take our guns away. It's way harder than you think. And the tyrants did it. Hitler took the guns. Stalin took the guns. Mao took the guns. Fidel Castro took the guns. Hugo Chavez took the guns. And I'm here to tell you, because I'm a maniac with a gun, and there's nothing you can do about it. 
But it's gone down now. But I see now that I was the maniac with the gun, and you all made it safer. 1776 will commence again if you try to take our firearms. This is a red flag. These are the kids that are the threats of society, the ones playing the violent video games, man. I play violent video games. Yeah, I also play violent video games. I watch violent movies. Well, yeah, violent movies are the best movies. I don't want to kill people. The man has an assault rifle. What am I supposed to do? I can't buy one. The only thing that stops a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun, which we can't get. I started blasting. Every American has the right to hang a pair of bear arms on their wall. How could that possibly be misconstrued? Remember when we were so young? We used to have a lot of fun. But then they came and took the guns. And now we can shoot anyone. Bang, bang. They took the gun. Bang, bang. Like mouse, they tongue. Bang, bang. There goes your fun. Bang, bang. Can't have gun no more. Part of the neighborhood crime watch. The way this works is you watch, I commit the crime. No, no. Uh, no, no. There's no talking. You just give me your watch and wallet now. Here's my problem. You're black. I'm a big shot. So am I. If you kill me, the headline is going to be Black Guy Kills White Big Shot. And that's the last thing we need when we're trying to elect an African-American president. How about if I just blow your brains out right now? That doesn't work. All right. did it. Hitler took the guns. Stalin took the guns. Mao took the guns. Fidel Castro took the guns. Hugo Chavez took the guns. And I'm here to tell you, 1776 will commence again if you try to take our firearms. But wait a minute. I thought guns were bad. False. Guns are good. I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and you are tuned into The Secret Teachings Radio. The big case in the Supreme Court right now, New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Buren deciding whether New York State's denial of a petitioner's application for concealed carry licenses for self-defense violates the Second Amendment. And a lot of reasons why a state, why a government might deny your right to have a gun if you're a felon or considered mentally ill. And although sometimes people become felons unjustly, sometimes people are considered mentally ill unjustly. But states that do things like New York and California, according to the Supreme Court, might be violating the Constitution. The plaintiffs in the case received licenses to carry weapons for hunting in New York, but were denied permission to keep guns on them at all times because they couldn't prove they had a special need for them. And that would be like saying you have to prove that you have a need for free speech that you needed to prove that you had a right to worship whatever God or goddess that you wanted to worship. That would be like trying to prove that you had a need for privacy, that you had a, had a need for a right to defend yourself. That's what New York and California are saying with their proper cause and their good cause criteria that gives officials discretion to deny concealed carry permits if they don't think the applicant deserves one. Look at these petty tyrants in local government, even in state government, 
who think that because they are in a position of power, they have a right to deny a person their right to keep and bear arms, as enshrined in Amendment 2 of the U.S. Constitution. And the Supreme Court is likely to decide this case, New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Buren, in favor of the plaintiffs, which will overturn New York and California laws in particular and allow people to get a permit for concealed carry license for self-defense, regardless of proving proper cause or good cause. Here's my good cause. Here's my proper cause. The Second Amendment. I have a right to defend myself especially living here in New York, against the increasingly violent, statistically and perceptually disgusting, drug-ridden, crime-ridden, filthy, blue, liberal cities like Rochester, New York, and New York City. And they are almost exclusively blue cities. I go to a red city, and I normally don't experience stuff like this. Blue cities are absolutely overrun with crime. Needles, feces, urine, homelessness camps. You've been to Portland recently? Take a look at Portland. Take a look at Seattle. Take a look at Rochester, New York. I'm living out here in the country now because I couldn't handle it. I couldn't handle the the public defecation, the public urination, the public drug usage. Now, it's not just a political question, though. Back in 2008, the District of Columbia versus Heller Supreme Court case was decided in a 5-4 vote that people could have a firearm, citizens could have a firearm in the home for self-defense. In the case McDonald versus the city of Chicago, another landmark decision by the Supreme Court in 2010, it was found that an individual has a right to, quote, keep and bear arms, end quote, as protected under the Second Amendment and incorporated by the Due Process Clause of the 14th Amendment and enforceable against states that say otherwise. In both of these cases, though, states still have a right to restrict access to firearms, as they should. Conservatives don't necessarily think that's a good idea, at least mainline conservatives. Even conservative justices like Justice Scalia wrote that, quote, nothing in our opinion should be taken to cast doubt on long-standing prohibitions on the possession of firearms by felons and the mentally ill, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, including laws forbidding the carrying of firearms in sensitive places such as schools and government buildings or laws imposing conditions and qualifications on the commercial sale of arms. Even conservative Supreme Court justices say, felons shouldn't have firearms and the mentally ill shouldn't have firearms and you shouldn't have firearms in sensitive places like schools and government buildings. Now, now some might argue against that. I think that's a balanced approach to what is enshrined in the Second Amendment of the Constitution. I think that you should have some level of restriction on firearms. Just like there should be some level of restriction on abortions. I don't think that abortion should be outright illegal in all cases. I think abortion should be allowed, but there's two ways to combat abortion. One, 
you regulate it, and two, you introduce moral concepts into society, into culture, into schools that can maybe teach kids that promiscuity isn't the right option and that if you are going to be promiscuous, using protection might be a good option. But that's considered too conservative, too old school. This is a world where drugs and sex and alcohol and rock and roll, this is flower power, the new New Age movement in the 21st century. If a kid wants to have sex at 12 years old and get pregnant, if they can, great, let's let them do it. It's liberal. See, there's always more to the story. Yeah, the Supreme Court has said you can have a gun in the home for self-defense. They're probably going to rule. We don't know when the ruling will be. For those of you looking for a point of reference, today is November 15th, 2021, maybe November 16th, 2021. We don't have a ruling yet in the case. We might get one by the end of the year, probably not till next year. I'm not sure. I don't know. But the case is going to decide whether New York and other states, because of New York's law for proper cause and you know, uh, what, what they call good cause. If it falls in New York, it falls in California and all other states. That means a lot more people are going to be able to get concealed carry licenses for self-defense for, for firearms without having to prove why they need it. And it's like, on one level, here's how simple it should be. You go to get a license and they tell you, nope, you need to have good reason. And you say, listen here, asshole, here's my good reason. People fought and people died. People gave everything that they had so that people like you didn't have power over people like me. That's why I need a firearm. Because when people like you come to power and you don't want people like me to be armed, that becomes very suspicious. It implies that you want a level of power that you think would be dangerous and might provoke us to use our firearms against you. So, I have the Second Amendment. You have a piss-poor, petty tyrant attitude, and I want the license. Okay, and the Supreme Court's basically going to say that. You don't have any authority on a local governmental level, on a state governmental level, to say that people can't have concealed carry licenses for self-defense. You know, that they have to prove they have proper cause. Yes, I have a proper cause. What's the proper cause, sir? Well, I live in Rochester, New York. That should be all that you need to say. With the crime rate, the murder rate, the drugs, the, the, the public defecation, urination, physical assault, that should, you, you should get a gun. As a law-abiding citizen, the government should give you a gun in Rochester, New York. You know, Or you go to Chicago, go to Baltimore, go to Baton Rouge, Louisiana. That's a bad city, too. Portland, Oregon. And it's like, for some reason, people have this idea that if you own a gun, you are a criminal. That, that, see, that, that isn't a mistake. That's intentional. That, that's a political ideology, a very dangerous one, to condition people to think that if an individual has a firearm, they are a criminal. They are going to commit a crime. Here's a statistic for you. No law-abiding citizen has ever used a firearm that they have legally or perhaps they haven't gotten the permit for it, but they have it because you can have a gun in your house without a permit and use it for self-defense. They've never, ever committed a crime, period. When someone 
who is a law-abiding citizen commits a crime, they no longer are a law-abiding citizen. They have committed a crime, and now that has to be dealt with. And if it's not dealt with, and they keep committing crimes, again, they're not law-abiding citizens, and what they're doing is illegal. So law-abiding citizens, like myself, I've got a 38 Special. I don't have a giant collection of guns. I got that 38 Special at a pawn shop, pretty much brand new. I paid like 280 for it. And I got myself about 50 rounds of ammo. And the reason I did that, it's not because I'm a conservative, gun-loving redneck, you know, out in the countryside. It's because I've had my place. Uh, people have attempted to break into my apartment. People have cut my internet line. People have stolen my bike and trashed it. People have done all kinds of things to me over the years. And a lot of that happened in very safe cities like Boise, Idaho. When I moved to Boise, Idaho, I, I thought it was coincidental, but someone stole my bike. Thought it was just, you know, a common thing that happens there. But my bike was chained, and other bikes were not chained, and somebody cut my chain and trashed my bike. After that, my internet uh, was cut. The company told me, uh, CenturyLink told me my internet line was cut twice. Both cases of that internet line being cut were literally hours before I was about to go on ground zero with Clyde Lewis. Literally. Another time... As it began to amplify, somebody tried to kick in my front door early in the morning, late at night, a little after midnight. That person, when I called the police, was found to have been living for only a few days across the street with a roommate in another apartment building, moved in off of Craigslist, and had a giant duffel bag full of guns and drugs. He had cocaine, he had marijuana. He had uh, seven different pistols, and he was a felon, I looked up, trying to break into my apartment, probably to plant something. And then it escalated again when a guy pulled his vehicle about 9, 9.30 p.m., pulled his vehicle up to my balcony on the second floor and tried to climb into my apartment. You know, after that happens a couple of times, I was stupid. I should have had a gun before that. I decided I'm going to get a gun. And it was around that time in 2017 that in the city of Boise and in the state of Idaho, you could carry concealed without a license. So I went down and got a 38, and I started concealing. You know, and uh, I, I, the, the, the way that people look at me when I tell them I have a gun is like I murdered somebody or like I raped somebody. You know, I, I just don't understand why would you want to live in a safe area? Why would you want to defend yourself with a gun? Like, how how much have you had your sense of self beaten down? I mean, who's done that to you that you think that it's like it's it's a bad thing to live in a good area. It's a bad thing to defend yourself. You know, I also had somebody try to pull me off my bike in Boise, Idaho. I had a guy who it was like 9, 30, 10 o'clock. I was walking over my hockey game. This guy real suspiciously on the street. He's like, yo, uh, you got a something, something in your bag there? I said, yeah. I've got a 38, and I'm going to pull it out, and I'm going to shoot you in the head if you come any closer to me. Get the hell out of my way. Because nobody at 10, 11 o'clock at night is walking up to you because they need a, 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 a what, did the, what did the guy ask me for, like a flashlight or something. Like, you can't ask for a cigarette or something. Make it seem legit, okay? Don't ask me if I have a flashlight for what, you know? These are things that have happened to me, and so, yeah, I, I have a gun. You know, and it's like the guy that was climbing my balcony in in the state of Idaho, I, I could have shot that guy in the leg and I'd have been okay. 
If that was in New York and I shot the guy in the leg, although I have a right to have a gun federally for home protection, I'd probably be sued by some liberal lawyer claiming that I hurt this guy and I have to give him my property. You know, there are cases like that. I mean, obviously, the court system works a little bit better than that most of the time, but that it'd probably be like liar, liar. You know, my friend had to pay the burglar. What would you have done? He's like, I'd have got him 10 or whatever the number was. That's See, that's the thing. Like, I have a gun for self-defense. Okay, I don't wave the gun around. I don't tell everybody, you know, every time I go into town, hey, I've got a gun with me. You know, I don't even carry it into town, but like I don't I don't need to inform people that I have a gun all the time. This is the first time I've like acknowledged it on radio. You know, maybe the second time I've acknowledged it on the radio. I don't brag about it. I have a gun for self. I don't even I don't even like guns. Honestly, I don't really like guns. Uh, But, you know, guns are dangerous. But if you cars are dangerous, knives are dangerous. But I mean, if you take care of it and are responsible then it's not that dangerous. Well, it could still be dangerous. Well, so can my car. My brakes go out of my car tomorrow, and I could die. Well, that's different than a gun. You need a car. Well, I need a gun, too, because people are breaking into my place. What am I supposed to do? Fight them off with a kitchen knife? You know, I I just, I don't understand that mentality. And the thing is, I've experienced that the people who argue that with me are always people, they're usually extremely liberal, and if they're not extremely liberal, liberal, they've never lived in a place where there's been high crime. And if they have further, they've never experienced it. The first time you witness someone trying to break into your house or your apartment, the first time you feel a violation of your personal space from someone stealing something from you, breaking your window, kicking in your front door, trying to plant drugs and guns on you, then maybe you'll decide, hmm, I think I'm okay with self-defense. The first time someone tries to grab you on the street, tries to mug you on the street, or successfully does it, you know, then you might want to think about that whole self-defense thing again. And that's really what the, as far as I'm concerned, the Second Amendment's all about. The right to keep and bear arms. Arms means weapons. So I have a right to self-defense. I think ultimately, in the theme of natural law, that's what the Second Amendment means. I have a right to to defend myself. I have a right to self-defense. Now, it's not so idealistic as it sounds, because if a police officer is beating you to the ground for no reason, and you defend yourself, that's assaulting a police officer, you probably go to jail, you know? It just, if a doctor's trying to force you to get a shot and they stick it in your arm and you assault the doctor, it's a different situation. But it's the idea that's preserved. Just imagine if you didn't even have a Second Amendment. There wouldn't be an argument in court. There'd be people that would say, well, we should have guns. And others would say, no, we can't have guns. Guns are dangerous. Guns are bad. Well, that just means you're irresponsible. That means when someone says a gun is dangerous and a gun is bad, they're ignorant and they're irresponsible. They probably never held a gun, and if they have, they're, they feel so inadequate about themselves, they don't know how to deal with reality. Okay? See, I like to think of myself, and maybe I'm wrong, I like to think of myself as being practical. I have a gun for self-defense. I don't need to carry it out and show everybody. 
I don't need to brag about it. I don't need to go to a gun range and shoot it every day. I know how to operate a gun. I know how to clean a gun. I know how to use a gun. And I keep it tucked away. So if someone breaks my window in the middle of the night and tries to climb in, I blow them 10 feet backwards. Okay, that's why I have a gun. The next time someone tries to break into my place and plant something on me, I'm blowing them into two or three pieces. Okay, body parts are flying. And even then, that might be a little bit too aggressive. I get it. You know, the punishment should fit the crime. You break into my space, as far as I'm concerned, the punishment is I blow you away. You know, because I'm not shooting you in the leg so you can sue me. I'm not shooting you, you know, I'm not grazing your side so you can sue me. And you can legally take everything I have. I mean, and that's what a lot of lawyers advise nowadays, I've heard, is that if someone breaks into your place, they're trying to hurt you, they threaten you, you shoot them, you, you make sure you kill them. Because if you don't kill them, you're going to be going to court and they're going to take a lot of stuff that you have and claim injury and all kinds of other stuff. So you better make sure you kill them if they break in. But, you know, uh, this is just the ramblings of, of, of someone who's not really conservative, not really liberal. I have a gun because, hey, I've had experiences that require me to have a gun for self-defense, period. I've had people come after me through, you know, I would imagine probably because of Antifa, I've had people come after me from radio. Uh, I haven't had an experience like that for some time. Now I'm living, you know, outside of Rochester, New York. When I was living in the city, it was very violent, very dangerous there. Another reason I needed a gun, you know, and I, again, it's like, how can anybody think unless they're ignorant, unless they're naive, unless they're truly, they truly feel inadequate about themselves. How can anybody argue, well, you don't need a gun. I mean, what do you think the government's going to come after you? You're going to fight off the government. We're going to fight. We're going to, what do you, it's like, hold on a second. Hold on a second. I'm not talking about the government. I'm talking about the asshole who climbed my balcony. I'm talking about the asshole who kicked in my front door. I'm talking about the asshole who tried to rob me or mug me in Boise, Idaho. I'm talking about the asshole who tried to rob me a second time in Boise, Idaho. I'm talking about the assholes, the scum, the felons, the criminals that wander around with guns, okay, that they got illegally and do bad stuff with them. I need a gun to protect myself first and foremost from those people. And even if I did need a gun to protect myself from those people, I have a constitutional right. I'm not a felon. I'm not mentally ill. So I have a constitutional right to have that firearm, not only in the case of the District of Columbia versus Heller and the case of McDonald versus the city of Chicago in 28, uh, to, uh, 2008 and 2010, respectively, that I have a right to have a gun in the home for self-defense, but I have a right to carry that gun concealed and to get a permit for it. All these liberals act like, oh, my God, the Supreme Court wants there to be more guns on the street. And No, the Supreme Court is ruling what is constitutional because that's what they do. And we have a court system separate from the legislature and separate from the executive. So petty tyrant scum like you can't tell me how to live my life. You can't force me to do things against my will. That's why I have a gun for self-defense. And so petty tyrants can't excessively abuse their power. Otherwise, you know, why would they not want you to have a gun anyway? Do they really think that not having a gun for law-abiding citizens makes the world, makes the cities and the states safer? Some of the most unsafe places in the country are places where guns for law-abiding citizens are illegal. And in places where criminals can get guns, regardless of what the law is, you know, that's those same cities and those same locations. And that's where you have a lot of crime, a lot of shootings. 
You know, it doesn't mean that just because you have a gun in the city and you defend yourself, you're going to stop a shooting, but you're equipped to defend yourself. You know, you're equipped to protect yourself and your family. And, and, and this whole thing about, oh, well, you know that uh, it's, you shouldn't have the same kind of guns the military does. Really? Well, when the Continental Army was fighting the British or the regulars, they used some of the same rifles that the British military, one of the most powerful in the world, were using. Long land pattern Brown Bess rifles. The Brown Bess, also the American long rifle. Same rifle. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Stay tuned. There's a lot more after this. Subscribe to the archive. You get access to all the shows. Grab one of our books. Check out our subscription bundle on Patreon. And check out our Escape from New York fundraiser. A bunch of people already donated to that to get us out of New York and to get the studio down to the Southwest. I appreciate all the support. There's a lot more show coming up after this in the next hour. Don't go anywhere. You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence, but... I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on The Fringe FM. And join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm a last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's thesecretteachings.info and The Fringe FM. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana, complete with hundreds of beautiful images. Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir, black goo, transhumanism, and invoking AI. Or if that's not enough and you want a practical look at food, lifestyles, and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, then check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in soft cover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info That's where you can read reviews, see pictures and even order yours today. It not only supports The Secret Teachings and Fringe FM, but most importantly, it supports you. People ask me every day what they can do to take control of their life in the face of an onslaught of misleading information and outright lies. I always tell them to take control of what they put in their body, including clean water. I personally used a Pro One water filter long before the company became Pro One. And after a few years, I decided to get an affiliate program set up for the show. Here's how it works. Visit our website at www.thesecretteachings.info and click on the Pro One water filter link on the slider bar at the top of the page. Whatever you purchase on their website, we get a small percentage. It's an honest and beneficial way to support the secret teachings and yourself. They've got water filters for the kitchen, dorm room, and even shower heads so things like chlorine don't become vaporized in the hot shower and inhaled. They make a great gift for yourself, your family, or your friends, and especially a great gift around the holy days. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info, click on the banner, support Pro One, and support the secret teachings five nights a week on The Fringe FM. 
they all say the same thing. They're all like, you know, over the last four years, everything good that happened was because of us. And we would have done more good stuff if it wasn't for those guys. And then the Democrats go, oh, we did all the good stuff. <laughs> like you're all working for the same guy. Want more of The Fringe? Check out thefringe.fm for more information on your favorite shows. Also, don't forget to check out the Fringe mobile app or the other ways you can tune in through the Paranormal Radio app and talk stream live. Where the normal and paranormal collide, it's the Fringe FM. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from Talk Stream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in Paranormal Talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now. The Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS App Store. This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings. If you want the most unique blend of subjects anywhere on radio, from parapsychology, pop conspiracy, parapolitics, the paranormal, and symbolism, look no further than The Secret Teachings, airing Monday through Friday right here on The Fringe FM. Our topics, themes, and perspectives are not bogged down by rhetoric or ideological collective associations. It's just raw thought and consciousness. Check us out by visiting our website at thesecretteachings.info or the network fringe.fm. You think the language in the Second Amendment is clear enough, you know, about the right to bear arms? Of course it's clear. Every American has the right to hang a pair of bear arms on their wall. How could that possibly be misconstrued? Remember when we were so young, we used to have a lot of fun. But then they came and took the guns, and now we can't shoot anyone. Bang, bang. They I started blasting. Bang, bang. Like mouth, they tongue. Bang, bang. There goes your fun. Bang, bang. Can't have no more. Hi, I'm Petey the Pistol. Say, do you ever get lonely? Yes. Me too. Hold me. If you squeeze me, I make bad people go away. We gotta get more guns onto the streets. Yeah, we gotta get guns in the right hands. I mean, we're just not safe. There are too many guns on the streets as it is. Guns off the streets is what we need. Way too easy for anybody to just walk into a store and get a gun. No, it's not. But wait a minute. I thought guns were bad. Guns are good. It's getting harder and harder. The government's trying to take our guns away. It's way harder than you think. The tyrants did it. Hitler took the guns. Stalin took the guns. Mao took the guns. Fidel Castro took the guns. Hugo Chavez took the guns. And I'm here to tell you, because I'm a maniac with a gun, and there's nothing you can do about it. (laughs) Putting the gun down now. But I see now that I was the maniac with the gun, and you all made it safer. 1776 will commence again if you try to take our firearms. This is a red flag. These are the kids that are the rest of society, the ones playing the violent video games, man. I play violent video games. Yeah, I also play violent video games. I watch violent movies. Well, yeah, violent movies are the best movies. I don't want to kill people. The man has an assault rifle. What am I supposed to do? I can't buy one. The only thing that stops a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun, which we can't I started blasting. Bah, bah. Every American has the right to hang a pair of bear arms on their wall. How could that possibly be misconstrued? Bah, bah. Remember when we were so young? We used to have a lot of fun. But then they came and took the guns. And now we can't shoot anyone. Bang, bang. They took the guns. Bang, bang. Like mouse, they tongue. 
part of the neighborhood crime watch. The way this works is you watch, I commit the crime. Oh, no. Uh, no, no. There's no talking. You just give me your watch and wallet now. Here's my problem. You're black. I'm a big shot. So am I. If you kill me, the headline is going to be, black guy kills white big shot. And that's the last thing we need when we're trying to elect an African-American's president. How about if I just blow your brains out right now? That doesn't work for me. The tyrants did it. Hitler took the guns. Stalin took the guns. Mao took the guns. Fidel Castro took the guns. Hugo Chavez took the guns. And I'm here to tell you, 1776 will commence again if you try to take our firearms. But wait a minute. I thought guns were bad. Guns are good. Guns are good. I'm Ryan Gable. This is the Secret Teachings Radio right here on the Fringe FM, Monday through Friday, five nights a week. A full show archive montage archive including this montage and all my digital books available at www.thesecretteachings.info and our new subscription archive bundle on patreon that gets you behind the scenes videos check it out today email us rdgable at yahoo.com if you have any questions comments or concerns tonight the new york state rifle and pistol association versus buren supreme court case number 20-843 is at the forefront at the center of our discussion it's going to decide whether new york state's denial of a petitioner's application for concealed carry license for self-defense violates the second amendment the plaintiffs in the case received licenses to carry weapons for hunting but were denied permission to keep guns on them at all times because they couldn't prove they had a special need for them of course the second amendment doesn't need a need the second amendment only needs you to be a law-abiding citizen then you get to keep and bear arms. And that was the decision of the Supreme Court in 2008 and 2010 in the District of Columbia versus Heller in 2008 in a 5-4 vote. The Supreme Court addressed the rights of the individual to keep firearms in the home for self-defense only. At the same time, however, it indicated that many of these gun restrictions, gun regulations in different states are permissible. Justice Scalia wrote, that nothing in our opinion should be taken to cast doubt on long-standing prohibitions on the possession of firearms by felons and the mentally ill, quote-unquote. He also went on to say things about sensitive places like schools and government buildings. Part of the argument in this Supreme Court case going on right now. In 2010, McDonald versus the city of Chicago, another landmark decision wherein the Supreme Court ruled that the individual has a right to, quote, keep and bear arms as protected under the Second Amendment and is incorporated by the Due Process Clause of the 14th Amendment. Of course, that would make it enforceable against states that wanted to restrict law-abiding citizens, wanted to restrict the rights of an individual to keep and bear arms. This is a big case. And we don't know when it's going to be decided yet, but it seems that the Supreme Court is going to rule in favor of the plaintiffs. In other words, New York's law and California's similar law for concealed carry licenses for handguns in public 
that says you have to have proper cause or good cause, and you have to prove proper cause or good cause to the local government that you apply for the license from in order to get that license, to get that permit, these laws would be struck down at a federal level by the U.S. Supreme Court. It's very likely that the Supreme Court is going to rule to strike down the New York and California laws. Now, I don't like to be divisive, but I'll be divisive to both political parties. Conservatives are excited about this. Gun groups are excited about this. Gun sellers are, I would assume, excited about this. It means that human beings, human beings, people like you and I, you know, free citizens of the United States of America, human beings, you know, no human beings illegal, right? If no human beings illegal, then human beings should have a right to defend themselves against illegalities. So human beings like you and I would be able to get a gun in places like New York and California without having to show proper cause or good cause. In effect, the Supreme Court is ruling that they're going to go ahead and show the local governments and the state governments the Second Amendment, and that Second Amendment becomes the proper cause and the good cause, overriding petty tyrants that say you can't have a gun because you can't prove the reason you need one. Well, the reason I need one is because the Constitution gives me a right to have it so I can protect myself, so I can protect myself, rather, from people like you, from drug dealers and gang activity, from being mugged, from having my place broken into, from, from being you know robbed, from, from being raped or whatever. I mean, people that commit crime, they typically target people who are vulnerable. They target women who are physically weaker, of course. They target elderly people, men and women. I mean, it doesn't have to be a social security scam. It could be, you know, the the classic old woman gets her purse stolen, you know, in the city. No one's going to go up to some big muscle guy at broad daylight and steal his wallet, maybe a pickpocket. But just the idea of that, they're going to go up to someone who's elderly fiddling for her checkbook in her purse because she still writes checks and they're going to grab that and take off. Now, that's the symbol of how criminals act. They're predators. They prey on the weak. They don't go after the strongest gazelle. They go after the weakest, the one that breaks from the pack. So if everybody has a right to defend themselves, there's still crime in those areas. They have a right to carry a gun. There's still crime in those areas. That just means that you can now defend yourself in those situations. And this ideology that let's let people do whatever they want to you, I don't want to fight, I don't believe in violence. I don't believe, I don't think... That's a Buddhist philosophy. I think that is an exploitation of the kindness and the generosity and the spiritualism of practices like Buddhism. In the same way that Christians feel a very similar way. But Jesus used a whip, I think, and he turned over some tables in a temple one time, I believe. He was really upset. People were violating the sacred space of God, the, the temple of God. Money changers. So Jesus got upset. I think um, it's quite justified to defend yourself. Otherwise, you just become a perpetual victim. And why would you want to be a victim? That's not a very spiritual practice. I think that's the very opposite of spiritual. 
It's like it's like subjecting yourself to torture and trauma because you think it's spiritually enlightening. Maybe it is. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't agree with that. But you know, although conservatives are really excited about this, going back to 28, uh, 2008 and two thousand and ten, it's the Supreme Court said that there can still be restrictions on firearms. Those are just rulings about what you could have in the house to defend yourself. This is a big case. New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Buren. Because it's going to mean that states like New York and California can't restrict permits to people because they can't prove why they need a gun. They need a gun because they live in New York. That's why they need a gun. They need a gun because they live in Los Angeles. That's why they need a gun. They need a gun because they live in blue cities that are literally block after block after block riddled with needles, feces, urine, trash and homelessness that's why they need a gun they need a gun because of gang activity that's why they need a gun they need a gun because of drug activity that's why they need a gun they need a gun because in places like rochester the mayor is selling guns and drugs that's why they need a gun i'm not sure if she was actually selling those guns she just had a whole bunch of them at her house a whole bunch of assault rifles a whole bunch of cocaine That's why they need a gun, because the mayor was recklessly endangering her own child. That's why you need a gun, because the criminals that run the government that want to conduct criminal activity don't want you to have a gun because they know that their actions warrant using that gun as a symbol of self-defense against their illegal actions. Now, on the other side, the liberals are really upset about this, and all the liberal media can do is say that the Supreme Court wants there, even the liberal part of the Supreme Court, the liberal Supreme Court, they want there to be more guns on the street. They want there to be more violence and more mass shootings. And it's like, do we really have to go back through this again? That most mass shootings are carried out by people who got guns, you know, illegally, uh, that people that stole guns. Uh, and virtually every time we see a so called mass shooting, it's usually someone who's on some type of pharmaceutical drug. And the media won't say that because that's where their biggest sponsorship comes from, mostly. And we can talk about mass shootings because we physically see them, but not a lot of people die from mass shootings. Uh, You know, compared to the number of people that die from other things, mass shootings kill virtually nobody. In fact, gun violence in general doesn't really affect uh, the American, you know, public. Unless you live in a concentrated place like Chicago where there's 200, you know, uh, gunshots a, a weekend. It, uh, most of the rest of the country is virtually unaffected by this kind of thing. But, and it's also like, sure, you know, a couple people dying in a car wreck every day. Tragic. Does that mean we're going to get rid of all, all the cars? Well, that's a very conservative talking point, Ryan. Sure, but I agree with that talking point. And I don't need it to be a talking point to agree with it or to think it or to say it. I disagree with a lot of conservative talking points. This is not necessarily, uh, you know, a, a conservative paradise. There's still going to be regulations on who can get guns. If the Supreme Court rules, the New York and California laws have to be struck down for the good cause because the Second Amendment overrides those, which is likely what they're going to do. But all the liberals that are really upset, why are you upset? They're still going to have regulations on guns. What makes you upset? More people are going to get guns. Yeah, more people that followed the law and didn't have a gun because they couldn't legally get one. That's who's going to be getting guns. Think of the logic there. A sad liberal pouring tears out of their eyes 
the guns are going to be in the streets and they're going to kill the kids in the mass shootings because the Supreme Court said that New York and California, they can have people come and get permits to have guns whenever they want without a good reason. Now the kids are going to die. Imagine actually thinking that and not realizing, uh... People that are going to get the guns, if the Supreme Court rules that, are people that followed the law and didn't get the guns before when they were told by their governments, you can't get it because you can't show a need for the gun. So they followed the law and didn't get a gun. And now they're going to have a right to get the gun, so they're going to go get the gun. It doesn't mean mass shootings are going to happen. Well, what is wrong with people? What is wrong with this, this, this conservative, liberal, political, mumbo-jumbo, back-and-forth nonsense? Same thing. Same thing, just kind of the opposite for something like Roe versus Wade. Roe versus Wade is a huge decision for liberals. They love the abortion. They love killing the babies. You know, that's a conservative talking point. But on the other side, I don't think abortion myself, I don't think it should be, I don't think it should be illegal. You might think now I'm a liberal because I don't think that. I'm someone who thinks abortion should be legal and guns should be more widely available to those who want them. That's probably very confusing to you. But there's a reason I think that. Guns should be widely available, and the Second Amendment overrides, as the Supreme Court's probably going to decide, these states that want to restrict your access to guns. But I also don't think that everybody should be able to just go grab a gun whenever they want. I think that there should be some regulation of it. In the same way that I think abortion should be legal, but I think that there should be some heavy restrictions on it, which is what the Supreme Court actually ruled in Roe versus Wade, that there are restrictions that can be placed by states on abortion. But how many liberals know that? There were people in Rochester, New York, just down the road from where I'm living here in Bloomfield, who were literally protesting in Rochester over the Texas abortion ban, which really wasn't a ban. The Texas abortion ban was just putting regulations on abortions in the state of Texas, making it harder to get abortions. And people were holding up signs, pro-abortion signs, that said, don't take away Roe versus Wade, when Roe versus Wade actually gave states like Texas the right to impose restrictions on abortion. And it's like, are these people serious? And, and, and not even the, 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 the anti-abortion people pointed that out. Uh, this is the only show I know of. I'm the, uh, I don't know anybody, literally. I don't even, I've never even had a listener email me about this. Roe versus Wade gave you the right to have an abortion, but it also put restrictions on abortions. Liberals apparently don't know that. Conservatives apparently don't even know that. I mean, unless you talk to someone who's a legal student, or you talk to someone who's a lawyer, you know, or, or you, know, you talk to someone who just studies law outside of you know, academia, Hardly anybody know. I only know that because I've studied law outside of academia. That's the only reason I know that. And this gun case is exactly the same. Just like Roe versus Wade, you can have an abortion, but there's a limit to that abortion. And people protest states putting limits on abortion by quoting the Supreme Court ruling that gave the states the right to put the restrictions on the abortions. Some restrictions might be too much. The courts have to decide that. In the same way that we have this gun case in front of the Supreme Court, New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Buren. And in this case, it's not the liberals that are happy, it's the conservatives that are happy. But that doesn't mean that because the Supreme Court rules you can have a gun and New York and California let you have a gun more easily now, that the states still don't have a right to put some restriction on it. In fact, California already said if this 
if this law is struck down in California or New York more so, but it parallels California, then the state is just going to find other ways to restrict access to guns. I mean, based on the White House's assessment of domestic terrorism, uh, pretty much white people could be considered mentally ill or dangerous, and they could be prevented from having guns. And that's the danger with the mental illness angle. You know, and that's the one thing that is kind of antiquated about the court system. But nevertheless, see, there's a lot more going on than just what's on the surface. A majority of the justices in the Supreme Court seem prepared to say that this law in New York, the good cause or the, the, uh, the proper cause, imposes an intolerable burden on the rights guaranteed by the Second Amendment. The very same kind of an argument that the Supreme Court made in Roe versus Wade back in the 70s, that you can have abortions and you can have abortion regulations so long as they are not intolerable on the individual. They actually ruled that state may not place, a state may not place undue burdens, such as a substantial obstacle in the path of a woman seeking an abortion of a non-viable fetus. States could place restrictions, and that was decided further in Planned Parenthood of Southeast Pennsylvania versus Casey in 1992. And you see all these stories, Supreme Court strikes down, you know, a plea uh, to, to ban vaccine mandates. And it's like in most of those cases, they aren't actual cases. They're just requests to the Supreme Court. It's not a case where there's an oral argument heard. It's not a case where there's evidence presented. It's on the surface. Does the state have a right to mandate something? Yes. Struck down. Can a state prevent you from exercising the Second Amendment? No. So probably going to be struck down. Several justices seem open to allowing a state to exclude guns from crowded public settings, though, or other sensitive places. Exactly what was decided in 2008 by the Supreme Court in District of Columbia versus Heller. So you're going to be able to restrict access even if the state laws are struck down. So what are, what are people so upset about? Chief Justice John G. Roberts Jr. was among the justices who asked whether guns could be barred at settings as varied as subways, protests, Yankee Stadium, Times Square on New Year's Eve, and college campuses in New York City. Barbara D. Underwood, New York Solicitor General, argued, quote, you end up having a very big difficulty in specifying what all the places are that have the characteristics that should make them sensitive, end quote. Unrestricted permits are more readily available in less populated areas, for which Chief Justice Roberts responded, if the purpose of the Second Amendment is to allow people to protect themselves, that's implicated when you're in a high crime area. It's not implicated when you're out in the woods, end quote. Ms. Underwood said that it made sense to allow guns where there is little law enforcement presence. The Chief Justice, however, argued how many muggings take place in the forest. There's a lot of discussion with this case including repeated references to the statute of Northampton of 1328, which appeared to forbid carrying arms to fairs and markets and is cited by some proponents of gun regulation as evidence that the foundation uh, of, of this country, the founders, did not intend the Second Amendment to preclude limits on public carrying of firearms. Mr. Clement, a lawyer for the plaintiffs in this Supreme Court case, said that the statute was not understood to be a general prohibition on carrying outside the home, but was a prohibition on either carrying unusual and dangerous weapons or using common weapons in a way that terrorized the public. You know, you couldn't just carry it and 
well, his argument was terrorize people. You could have it for self-defense or some something to that effect. Ms. Underwood said the statute and the long history of regulating guns where, where people gather, you know, big areas, including the American colonies and in states at the time of the founding, supported New York's law. That point had been pressed by several prominent conservative lawyers, notably J. Michael Ludig, a former federal appeals court judge in a brief supporting New York, drawing on originalism, the interpretive method embraced by the conservative legal movement. The brief argued that history showed that government regulation of the carrying of guns in public have been commonplace for centuries. But several justices said the historical evidence was contested. Justice Stevens G. Breyer added that judges were ill-suited to the task of doing authentic historical research, calling what they do, quote, law office history. This is what's going on in the Supreme Court right now. And you know what the media is saying? Here's a headline from MSN and Slate. The Supreme Court wants more guns on the New York subway. Here's another one. America's gun infatuation is a threat. The Supreme Court could make it worse. MSNBC. Striking down New York's licensing requirement would permit terrorists to further exploit our already lax gun laws. The FBI has assessed that America's abundance of guns makes us more vulnerable than other countries to terrorist attacks. Yeah, when the FBI sets them up like they do 90 plus percent. How would striking down a licensing requirement permit terrorists to exploit lax gun laws? I don't understand that argument. I don't understand that argument because terrorists, whether they have bombs given them by the FBI in the case of the first World Trade Center bombing, or they have you know the underwear bomb, the shoe bomber put 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 onto the plane by the FBI. Terrorists commit acts of terrorism. They terrorize the public and they demand political audience. They do it by committing acts of terrorism, which are illegal. So if a terrorist wants a gun, they're going to get a gun regardless of what the laws are. This person on MSNBC said, states have a strong interest in imposing reasonable restrictions on who can carry a concealed weapon under what circumstances. Yeah, and the Supreme Court has already ruled that, and they're going to rule that probably again, that you're going to have restrictions on firearms. The MSNBC article continues, concealed carry of firearms allows for coordinated and deadly attack planning because they enable the element of surprise. For this reason, handguns are the weapon of choice in most mass shootings. But it gets better. Al-Qaeda and Islamic State group training materials have reportedly urged recruits to capitalize on easy access to guns in the United States, and terrorists have apparently heeded that advice. So because there's some quote-unquote training manuals that are likely the result of the CIA, British Intelligence, and the Israeli Secret Intelligence Service, ISIS, that they tell people to get guns to take advantage of, you know, easy access to guns in the United States. I mean, have you looked at Europe recently? There are terrorist attacks all the time. And there's not much easy access to guns. That's just one route. If they don't get guns, they'll build explosives, training materials. They teach them how to build bombs. Nobody's walking around with a bomb on them for self-defense. You try to rob me, I commit suicide, I blow us both up. And, of course, this article finished, it concluded with what you would expect from mainline 
particularly liberal news. Here's what it said. The increase in domestic terrorism and political violence in our country makes restrictions on concealed weapons more vital than ever. One likely reason we did not see even more bloodshed at the riot at the U.S. Capitol on January 6th, which led to the deaths of five people yeah, from heart attacks and things that weren't necessarily related directly to the so-called riot, are the restrictive gun laws in the District of Columbia. It appears that insurrectionists largely left their guns at home. Imagine the carnage that may have occurred if they had been free to bring firearms. This doesn't make sense to me. They left their guns at home because they were law-abiding citizens and didn't bring guns into the District of Columbia. If they were truly terrorists intent on doing harm, intent on killing people, they would have just brought the guns anyway. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teaching. Just something to think about going into the last segment. There's a lot more coming up after this. You don't want to miss it. Stay with us. I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, bringing you health, history, symbolism, and of course, black goo, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Release the crime. Do you like The Secret Teachings and Ryan's passionately balanced approach to subjects from food and health to the entertainment industry and the occult? Then check out Ryan's books, available in PDF and soft cover with free shipping in the United States. For a practical, balanced, and unique look at the food industry, vaccinations, the theories of disease, and geoengineering, grab a copy of Food Philosophy. For a deeper look into artificial intelligence, UFO cults, black goo, and packs made with the devil in the music and entertainment industry, have a look at the technological elixir. Or look for Ryan's masterpiece, Occult Arcana, an encyclopedia of occult knowledge spanning from mythology and science to symbols and sigils, from ritual magic to voodoo, and from comparative religion and psychic abilities to paranormal activity. All three books can be purchased on the website at thesecretteachings.info, where you can read reviews from other authors and radio hosts around the world. Just visit thesecretteachings.info. The truth is out there, and so are we. KTLK, digital broadcasting, The Fringe FM. People ask me every day what they can do to take control of their life in the face of an onslaught of misleading information and outright lies. I always tell them to take control of what they put in their body, including clean water. I personally used a Pro One water filter long before the company became Pro One. And after a few years, I decided to get an affiliate program set up for the show. Here's how it works. Visit our website at www.thesecretteachings.info and click on the Pro One water filter link on the slider bar at the top of the page. Whatever you purchase on their website, we get a small percentage. It's an honest and beneficial way to support the secret teachings and yourself. They've got water filters for the kitchen, dorm room, and even shower heads so things like chlorine don't become vaporized in the hot shower and inhaled. They make a great gift for yourself, your family, or your friends, and especially a great gift around the holy days. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info, click on the banner, support Pro One, and support the secret teachings five nights a week on The Fringe FM. Listen to The Rogue Report every Wednesday live at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern here on The Fringe FM, KTLK Digital Broadcasting. 
were a lot longer than most podcasts have been around. The Secret Teachings has been at the forefront of unique investigation into both the mundane and the extraordinary. Critical thought and controlled speculation allowed us to determine that the much-anticipated UAP report would be vague, unexplained, and would simply imply the need for defense against national security threats. We determined that sonic weapons were the cause of Havana Syndrome a full year before CNN acknowledged the same. We told you about the mind-controlled magic, sex slavery, and intellectual theft in the music industry long before Britney Spears spoke out about her conservatorship. And we've been removed from radio for refusing to censor our show over international child trafficking networks and sex cults long before Epstein didn't kill himself. This has been done with no budget, only your support, and a will to learn and succeed. And you can continue to be a part of the Secret Teachings journey as we broadcast Monday through Friday after lighting the void with Joe Roop right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM, brings you exclusively The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. You think the language in the Second Amendment is clear enough, you know, about the right to bear arms? Of course it's clear. Every American has the right to hang a pair of bear arms on their wall. How could that possibly be misconstrued? Remember when we were so young, we used to have a lot of fun, but then they came and took our See now that I was the maniac with the gun, and you all made it safer. 1776 will commence again if you try to take our firearms. This is a red flag. These are the kids that are the rest of society, the ones playing the violent video games, man. I play violent video games. Well, yeah, I also play violent video games. I watch violent movies. Well, yeah, violent movies are the best movies. I don't want to kill people. The man has an assault rifle. What am I supposed to do? I can't buy one. The only thing that stops a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun, which we can't get. I started blasting. Every American has the right to hang a pair of bear arms on their wall. How could that possibly be misconstrued? Remember when we were so young, we used to have a lot of fun. But then they came and took the guns, and now we can't shoot anyone. Bang, bang, they took the guns. Bang, bang, like Mao Zedong. Bang, bang, there goes your fun. Bang, bang, you can't have guns no more. Part of the neighborhood crime watch. The way this works is you watch, I commit the crime. No, no. Uh, no, no. There's no talking. You just give me your watch and wallet now. Here's my problem. You're black. I'm a victim. So am I. If you kill me, the headline is gonna be Black Guy Kills White Big Shot. And that's the last thing we need when we're trying to elect an African-American's president. How about if I just blow your brains out right now? That doesn't work for me. All right. 
The tyrants did it. Hitler took the guns. Stalin took the guns. Mao took the guns. Fidel Castro took the guns. Hugo Chavez took the guns. And I'm here to tell you. 1776. Commence again if you try to take our firearms. But wait a minute. I thought guns were bad. False. Guns are good. I'm Ryan Gable, your host. I'm a little bit different of a breed of radio host. I'm not even sure if you'd call me a hybrid radio host for my views on a lot of the topics we discuss on this show. Of course, people might see this broadcast as political. Others might see it as paranormal. Subjects like tonight are not considered paranormal. I think subjects like tonight are more like para-spiritual political because at the core of them, there's a lot of abnormal paranormal behavior behind the political ideologies of those people who are pro or anti whatever, pro or anti abortion, pro or anti gun. There's not a lot of middle ground. There's not a lot of reasoning. There's not a lot of logical argument or debate. One of the only political components of our governmental system, of our republic, that seems to make reasonable sense, more often than the pundits and talking heads, is the Supreme Court. And we have a court system, separate from the legislature and separate from the executive branch, so petty tyrants, be them Republican, Democrat, or something entirely otherwise, can't just say, you have to do A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and we have to do it, and there's nothing we can do to prevent those things from happening to us or to, to get out of doing what we've been commanded or demanded to do at gunpoint. People get really upset when a court says, we're blocking this mandate. People get really upset when governors in individual states say, we are going to prevent mandates. If you want to do those types of things that the mandates mandate, you can still do them. You just can't force other people to do them. Other people, in the case of certain COVID restrictions, are considered dirty and contagious, even if they're healthy. There's not much due process there in the social setting, is there? Everybody's considered guilty until proven innocent, but there's never a time when they'll be proven innocent. When it comes to things like guns, it's almost a reverse. Everybody is proven innocent immediately unless they wish to have a gun for self-defense and only for self-defense, not to commit crimes, not to shoot and kill people for fun or for gang initiations, but just for self-defense, knowing that other people have guns and this puts them on a level playing field. The people that want to have guns legally by some political standards are considered terrorists. I find it really strange. There's an article, MSNBC, November 6th, about America's gun infatuation and how the Supreme Court is likely to decide, in the case we've been discussing all night, New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Buren, the first big gun case since the District of Columbia versus Heller in 2008 and McDonald versus the City of Chicago in 2010, both landmark cases that allowed citizens to have a gun in the home for self-defense. This new case 
likely could mean that New York State and California, among others, will see their laws that put restrictions on concealed carry permitting overturned. So you won't have to prove to the government, I have proper cause. I have good cause for having a weapon for self-defense, for having a gun for self-defense. The Second Amendment gives you that good cause. The Second Amendment gives you that proper clause, and that's likely what the court is going to rule. But MSNBC and the liberal media are putting up headlines like this. America's gun infatuation is a threat. The Supreme Court wants to make you know, the, the problem worse. MSN said the Supreme Court wants more guns on the New York subway. This MSNBC article really got me, though, from November 6th. It says, The increase in domestic terrorism and political violence in our country makes restrictions on concealed weapons more vital than ever. One likely reason we did not see even more bloodshed at the riot at the U.S. Capitol on January 6th, which led to the deaths of five people, are the restrictive gun laws in the District of Columbia. It appears that insurrectionists largely left their guns at home. Imagine the carnage that may have occurred if they had been free to bring firearms. Now, what makes me a little bit of a different type of radio host is that from the parapolitical point of view and the esoteric point of view, we've done shows on January 6th that had virtually nothing to do with the events of January 6th. The January 6th date is the date known as the Feast of Epiphany. It relates to certain Christian and going back to ancient Egyptian holy rituals or holy days or holidays. To have this event on that particular day is very energetically, esoterically powerful. What makes this show sort of political, I suppose, is that I have a hard time understanding how if insurrectionists went to the Capitol that day with the intent to cause harm, which they clearly did not, they would follow the restrictive gun laws of the District of Columbia. Why would people that are intent on, that are hell-bent on, committing acts of violence and crime follow the laws of the place that they're committing the crime? Why would they leave their guns at home knowing that they're illegal but then go commit other acts of illegality? They would have just brought their guns to the event, right? That makes no sense, but the readers of this type of publication don't ask those questions. Conservatives say, that's nonsense, that's horse manure, that's mumbo-jumbo, and they don't really argue it out. And liberals say, yeah, see, if there would have been guns allowed in the District of Columbia, Congress could be dead right now. Although the so-called rioters would have had to go across the street to find Cortez because she wasn't actually in the building, but that's not really the point. So I have a question to both conservatives and liberals. Why are liberals so happy about Roe versus Wade? Why are conservatives so happy about these gun decisions by the Supreme Court? And I don't mean that in the sense of well, why would you be happy that the Supreme Court ruled that you can keep a gun in your house for self-defense or why they're going to strike down New York and California laws that mean you have to have good reason to get a permit? Why would you be happy about that? No, what I'm asking you is, is something different. Those cases in 2008 and 2010 also allowed for restrictions to be placed on access to guns. I've read you Justice Scalia's argument 
He said nothing in our opinion should be taken to cast doubt on long-standing prohibitions on the possession of firearms by felons and the mentally ill. District of Columbia versus Heller. He said, quote, or laws forbidding the carrying of firearms in sensitive places such as schools and government buildings. End quote. That's the argument being had right now in the Supreme Court. In New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Buren. That's what they're arguing. That's what's being argued. The justices don't seem to be buying the argument of the New York Solicitor General, Barbara Underwood, who said, well, you don't really have gun restrictions in places where there's not a lot of crime, so so you can still get a gun. She said unrestricted permits are more readily available in less populated areas. Chief Justice Roberts said, well, if the purpose of the Second Amendment is to allow people to protect themselves, that's implicated when you're in high crime area. It's not implicated when you're out in the woods. How many muggings take place in the forest? You know, this is the Supreme Court that is comprised of conservatives and liberals, and it's likely they're going to rule in favor. Could be more conservative, could be more liberal. We don't know. The point is, they're probably going to rule in favor of the Second Amendment because that's the court's job. And sometimes it doesn't seem to make sense a court's decision. A lot of times they make morally reprehensible decisions. Biased decisions. A lot of time they get it right, though. My question is, why are liberals so happy about Roe versus Wade? How can people protest in 2021 about a Texas law that would allow there to be restrictions placed on abortion so long as they don't create an undue burden on those seeking to get the abortions or a substantial obstacle, as indicated in Planned Parenthood of Southeast Pennsylvania versus Casey in 1992, another Supreme Court case that amplified the power of Roe versus Wade. How can they protest against that law, which is allowed to be enacted due to the fact that Roe versus Wade gave the states the rights to regulate abortion, even though it was legal? I'm just baffled by this. Conservatives are like, yeah, we can have guns, but don't put restrictions on them. Well, the Supreme Court rulings were that there could be restrictions on them, although you could have them. And then for Roe versus Wade, it's like, I can get an abortion. Yay. Someone tries to restrict it. Hey, you can't restrict. They said I can get an abortion. Well, actually, if you look right here, it says Supreme Court said we can put restrictions on it. This conservative, liberal, back and forth is the mumbo jumbo. That's the horse manure. And it doesn't matter if it's the liberal talking point of January 6th or it's the conservative talking point of they're coming to get our guns. You know, or the liberal talking point, nobody wants your guns, while they're simultaneously trying to regulate and take away firearms. I don't really get either argument. You can still get a gun. You can pretty much get a gun, you know, in, in most of the country. There's some places that are extremely restrictive, and those restrictions are probably going to be lifted based on the Supreme Court's decision in this case. Are there people trying to take away your guns? Absolutely, but that's really hyperbole. There's increased restrictions on guns in some places and that tends at least perceptually to seem like those places are more dangerous like chicago baltimore baton rouge portland etc 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 but there's a way to decrease violence i mean over 10 years from 1994 to 2004 the national survey of economic expectations asked people to determine their level of of, you know, the chance of them being robbed or 
burglarized or having job loss or um, you know, losing their health insurance. It also asked whether those things had actually happened to them in the past year um, or if those things were just what they perceived. Across the decade, respondents put their chance of being robbed in the coming year at about 15%. The actual rate of robbery was about 1.2%. In contrast, when they asked, when they were asked about you know, their jobs, uh, people guessed about 14.5%, uh, closer to the, the, the actual job loss rate of 12.9%. People thought they were going to be the victims of crime at a much, much, much higher rate than they actually were. In 2019, according to a survey conducted by Gallup, about 64% of Americans believe that there was more crime in the U.S. than there was a year ago in 2018, a belief that's been consistently held for decades now. But when you look at statistics, whether it's from the Bureau of Justice Statistics or the FBI, overall, violent crime is down. Victims of violent crime per 1,000 people or property crime per 1,000 households has gone down substantially. So why do murders and other crimes happen in the United States? Well, homicides due to narcotics come in at the second most common circumstance. Narcotics, drugs. Uh, drug-related deaths and homicides are more common than even gang killings. Violent crime has fallen significantly since 1990 in the United States into the early 21st and as we proceed further into the 21st century. A number of murder victims in the United States in 2020 by weapons, 8,000 people were killed by handguns. But you know that a majority of that is gang-related violence, and a huge portion of that gang-related violence can be added to, added to, uh, added to by the small percentage of people that commit suicide, and the rest of those gun-related acts of violence are, I would call them, happenstance. Not because people might have died in a particular case, but because almost 2,000 people died in 2020 from knives or cutting instruments used as weapons. Almost 1,000 people died from people uh, that, that had used their fists to beat them to death. So when you break it down, you remove gang activity, drug activity, illegal activity, and suicide. Pretty much more people die from being beaten to death physically with other people's hands. More people die from knife injuries. You know, even shotguns and rifles, if you want to add those in, than handguns. Handguns are easily accessible, and criminals don't need to get a permit. Criminals can buy these things illegally. That's what makes them criminals. So the idea that people on U.S. Capitol grounds would have created more death and destruction had guns been legal in the District of Columbia, and MSNBC says it appears that insurrectionists largely left their guns at home. Imagine the carnage that may have occurred if they had been free to bring firearms. Look at that hyperbolic propaganda. If they were criminals intent to do harm and kill people, they'd have brought the guns anyway, moron. And of course, you know, one of the top ten states with the most restrictive gun laws in the country is Illinois, where last year... In 2020, there were 650 murders in Chicago alone, according to the USA Today's com compilation of, 
of crime data. In Maryland, another state with some of the strictest gun laws in the country, Baltimore had 343 murders. Of course, nothing comparable to Chicago, but the highest per capita murder rate in the nation. Baltimore was also named the most dangerous city in America by the USA Today in 2020. Leon Pinkett, a city councilman in West Baltimore, an area with one of the highest rates of violent crime, said, I represent a community that doesn't just experience trauma, we live in trauma. These guns aren't licensed, they aren't permitted, there are no background checks, they were never purchased legally. Of course, on top of all this, not all crimes are reported to the police. Sexual assault, you know, is underreported for men and women. And there are a lot of crimes that aren't really, you know, statistically tracked, like vandalism or, or drug sales, for that matter, or public intoxication. And these things can affect how someone feels about their neighborhood, even if crime rates aren't high. And I'll admit that part of that is responsible for why I feel Rochester is such a dangerous city. Crimes like murders receive a lot more airtime as well. People might be beaten up and robbed, but someone gets murdered, it's cordoned off. It's like a CSI. People are interested in that, despite the fact that the crime rates have generally fell. And, of course, we have to acknowledge there is a difference between violent crime and gun crime. You take away gun crime, violent crime, although it has declined, is still crime. Violent crime can be gun crime, but gun crime separate of violent crime needs to be quantified. When a majority of gun-related violence is from gangs and from drugs and also from suicide, and the remainder is a very small percentage that gets blown up by the media to make it seem like as if it's the, a bigger issue than it really is when it's not, when you have more people being beaten to death by other people's fists, statistically. It's like Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter. If you really think black lives matter, you need to go over to Africa. If you really think black lives matter, you need to go check out what happens at abortion clinics. You need to go to some doctor's offices where they treat a lot of black patients and see the, see the kind of diseases that black people are suffering from unnecessarily or by choice. You really think black lives matter. You really think other lives matter. Then let's look at the root core of why there are so many problems in a lot of particular groups. You know who kills the most black people? Black folks. That's who kills the most black people. Black people kill themselves at an extremely high rate. And it's virtually all gang-related violence. You know, a majority of gun crime is gang-related, period. And, you know, imagine what would happen if people would have brought guns to the Capitol on January 6th. Imagine if guns would have been legal. These, this act of violence might have turned even more violent. Well, if they intended to commit the crime, they would have brought guns with them. Right? Of course, gun crimes are highest in really dangerous cities. You get a concentration of people and you get policies that allow people to have guns. Or you get criminal mayors like the one here in Rochester. She's not in office now. You know, campaign, finance fraud, uh, illegal guns in the home, uh, cocaine distribution, child endangerment. It, it just feces on the street. Not as bad as Portland, Seattle, but... You know, I've seen people literally take their pants off and piss on the side of the street in Rochester. Just literally trash everywhere. Half the time the city literally smells like feces and marijuana. Here, here's how you solve the problem. Stop the crime and punish the violators. And if you really want to break it down, there's no such thing as a hate crime, folks. There's only crime. 
All these people worried what the Supreme Court says that you can have a gun without, you know, having to have a good reason to have a gun. That's unbelievable. They want more guns. No, it's constitutional. There are still restrictions on, as has been the case in 2008, 2010, the Supreme Court ruled there are still restrictions on people getting guns, you know, even if it is for the home and for self-defense. And this New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Buren case, we don't know how it's going to be decided, but we know that the Supreme Court's probably going to rule in favor of the Constitution and in favor of your right to have a gun licensed, of course, but without having to prove why you need to have the gun. Just because you're a law-abiding citizen, you're going to get a gun. And people are all upset on the liberal end of the spectrum. It's going to put more guns on the street, more violence, more violence. You can't get much more violence than you get in these liberal blue-run cities. You can't find much more violence there. You know, it's not going to make it more violent. It actually might make it safer. You know, I'd imagine that crime rates are probably going to drop in places where people can get gun permits. You know, and it's like the the media said, well, people are going to run out and get guns. It's going to make it more dangerous. How? Because if they were going to commit crimes, they would have just gotten the gun illegally. They wouldn't have tried to apply and then said, darn it, they won't give me the gun. You know, uh, I put down for proper cause I was going to rob a bank. But they wouldn't let me have the gun. So I'll wait, you know, until the Supreme Court says I can have one. Then I'll go. Then I'll rob the bank. You know, it's preposterous. I mean, I'll tell you what. I don't necessarily agree with conservatives. But when it comes to liberal arguments, I don't know what these people smoke, snort, inject, or huff. But my God, they are the most incompetent, ignorant, incomprehensible political arguings and musings that, 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 that one could manufacture if they were sitting down to, more so than you could manufacture if you were sitting down to write fiction. I don't understand. I don't understand the conservative point of view either. You know, personally, abortion, I think, yeah, abortion should be legal with restrictions. And that's what it is. And guns, you should be able to have access to guns with restrictions. There should be some level of balance within the federal government, the legislatures of the states, the court system, etc. And we have this process, that's the bottom line, so we don't have petty tyrants at a local level or at a governmental level that just decide, you have to do what I say when I say it, or you go to the gulag. And this is the kind of thing that young people need to be educated on. Because if they're not educated on this, they're going to be sucked up by the propaganda of just imagine if people would have brought their illegal guns to the District of Columbia. If they were legal, more violence could have happened. If they were going to be violent, they would have just brought the guns anyway. You know, critical thinking. This is really important stuff. Really important stuff. And I just feel like sometimes I feel like I'm in an echo chamber of myself when it comes to this because. You know, uh, uh, when it comes to conservative liberal politics and things like that, I get a lot of people that are on both ends of the, ends of the spectrum listening to this show. And I know that my perspectives, since they're kind of hybrid, don't necessarily align with their perspectives. Others do. But, I mean, this is the kind of stuff we need to be discussing. I think this is the type of conversation that really can expand the mind. And this is my intention here on The Secret Teachings. Please support the show if you have the ability to do so. Grab a copy of one of my books Check out our archive bundle subscription option monthly on Patreon. $15 a month gets you access to everything. The archive, the montages, the digital books, plus a bunch of other perks, including behind-the-scenes videos. Or you can go to our website. Click on the Donate button. Donate today, monthly, weekly, or yearly. Or choose the reoccurring payment option. You get access to everything, plus a free copy of one of my books 
shipped free in the United States when you subscribe for one year. I want to thank you all who have supported our Escape from New York fundraiser. That is still active until the end of the month. We're trying to raise $1,000. We've raised about 200 now to relocate the studio to the Southwest. rdgable at yahoo.com is the PayPal email and the contact email. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy. We'll talk to you on the next broadcast up for tonight's broadcast of The Secret Teachings. But don't worry, you can still catch us Monday through Friday right here exclusively on The Fringe FM. You can also subscribe to the show and montage archive while grabbing my books at thesecretteachings.info. To get in contact with us, you can email the show at rdgable at yahoo.com. Stay tuned to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM.